Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Hello and welcome to the Bet to Sup podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Amanda Duberman. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Bet to Sup podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Today we're talking about Trump's feud with Baltimore. The border wall is back. And the Democratic debates. Let's get into it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bet crazy. Ah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Elise, how are you? Honestly, I'm good. It's very hot in our podcast it's super room. hot I'll be honest about that. Yeah. Climate change has come yeah. for... <laughs> Our podcast. Yes, here. climate change has come to the Betches Podcast yeah. Studio. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of climate change, yes. it refers to what's getting me through the week. Yes. What so, is getting you through the week? What's getting Amanda? me through the week? So scientists in Iceland put up this plaque mm-hmm. to memorialize the first glacier to lose its status as a glacier. It's very somber. Like these scientists are pissed. So there's this plaque by the glacier. Iceland obviously has lots of glaciers, but they're probably going to lose more than four hundred by Oh, how do you even say this? Like 2200, the year 2200, which I rarely see projections that late because that just seems like we gone. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about people will decide how they want to talk about it. Yeah. So they the glacier's name is OK. OK. And it's funny because they're making a documentary about it called Not OK. Wow. I know. Some, like some documentary filmmakers so read bad. like yeah. one tweet about this and thought of that title and yeah. they were like, I'm, this is the next year right. and a half of my life. Completely. <laughs> like, and of course, of like fun. that's my like Americanized, I'm calling it okay. There's probably it's an Icelandic pronunciation yes. that's like, oh, or something. Yes. Nice. That I can't tell you. Right, right. But yeah, <laughs> it says, the plaque says, okay, is the first Icelandic glacier to lose its status as a glacier in the next 200 years. All our glaciers are expected to follow the same path. This monument is to acknowledge that we know what is happening and what needs to be done. Only you will know if we did it. Ah. Yeah, like savage. Oh, my God. I know. I've never seen like a savage plaque. I know. I know. <laughs> like, and it has it like with Icelandic and then American. Amer- American. <laughs> wow. <laughs> American. Yeah, well, American English, English. like without all right. the fun U's. Exactly. And the e's right, and right. Stuff it like says that, it doesn't say our favorite glacier, but if it did, yes. it would not say it with a U. So, mm-hmm. you know, Iceland's like a tiny country that is really proactive on climate change. Mm-hmm. They contribute very little to global co2 emissions but they like suffer pretty dramatic consequences it's was, a lot yeah, it's a, a lot, lot of the like countries that will suffer the most dramatic consequences oh, yeah. from climate change are ones that like have i mean we all have something to do with sure. what has happened yes. here but they have very little like if their if their country cut their emissions to zero it right. would like not change right plus it's it like mostly all. businesses and industry anyway yeah. it's like yeah. us and china yeah it's are, not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. But so, that is a beautiful plaque. Yeah. I thought that that gesture would definitely got me through the week mm-hmm. that people care that much to, they <laughs> want to make cool. it like a tourist attraction. But yeah. Um, I saw it. I, you tweeted it out yeah, on yeah. at Betches underscore sub. <laughs> 
which anyone is welcome to follow. Yes, and that's where I learned about it. Perfect. All right, Elise, what's getting you through the week? Okay, what's getting you through the (laughs) week? Uh, You know, it's been a while since we've had any movement on the college admissions scandal. I love the college admissions scandal. Uh, Big fan. As far as scandals go, it's one of my favorites that's popped up. It's one one of the the top scandals. Yeah, because it's one that doesn't make me feel scared. Like, there's not a level. It's not like, oh, this is interesting. And also, like, I feel personally endangered by what has happened. And there's no gray area between... You know, like the perpetrators having a degree of innocence, like yes. their circumstances, like actually their circumstances did bring them where they are, but in yes. a good way. That's like, it's very black and white. Like they suck. They yeah, did I feel bad. like it's like also, yeah, both sides of the aisle can yeah. agree. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a great scandal. It's a u- unifying scandal. Um, and one of one of the central figures in this scandal, obviously, Lori Loughlin's daughter, Olivia Jade, who has been silent on Instagram since February, since February, since the day. Yeah. The scandal broke. She had previously had that post that was like a yeah. completely spawn con post for like Target dorms. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> yikes. But she's broken her Instagram silence. She posted happy birthday to her mom. Right. <laughs> yesterday. Potentially her last uh, free birthday for a while. <laughs> uh, because uh, Lori Loughlin refused yeah. to take a plea deal because she thought the plea deal was a prank. So Right. <laughs> I'll take my chances. So, but my favorite part of all of this is that she just posted about her mom's birthday. It's a pretty like innocuous post. But my favorite part is that she posted it today and Lori Loughlin's birthday was yesterday. Right. So it was a belated birthday post. It's weird that how she, like, what was that calculation? Like she woke up and was like, oh, it's late, but it's still worth my first, my return post. My first return post. is going to be a day late. Yeah. And I want it to be a mistake. I want to get the date wrong. Yeah. That's what they'll (laughs) pay attention to. Uh, I mean, I guess she has to come back to like she has to come back at some point. I guess so. I mean, they got asked to leave the school, right? Or I, I believe they might. That have, process was happening. They I, might I, have dropped. Oh out yes, yes. Before you know, yeah. like you don't fire me, I quit yeah, type yeah, of a right. situation. I'm sure that it would have come to that at yeah. some point. I'm actually a little rusty on. I think maybe only one or two kids have been like officially kicked right because they were admitted. Yes. Yeah. So, like, I, I think it's only one or two that have actually been kicked out, and maybe there are like proceedings. Like, probably a yeah. lot of these schools are like trying, like, shit. I know it's such a PR design because yeah. I feel like they don't even. I mean, the school cares in the sense that it's like they care about their reputation, yeah, their reputation. Right. But they're like, oh, we don't want to lose all these rich people, right. exactly. That have all this money to yeah. pay to right. be fake on the crew team, like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, we could we could get them to give that money to us yeah. this time. You know, like yeah. they probably don't even There's like want. one decent crew player that's just like fucking leave. Yeah, so I know. Go. Like, God damn it. I yeah. worked so hard <laughs> to be on this crew team. It's no joke to be no. on a crew team. It's a very no. strenuous sport. You have to work really that's hard. That's the under theorized offense here. Yeah. They, they it's like if I was as crew members. Yeah. And that's like really hard. Yeah. And it's expensive to be on crew. Like people probably sacrificed a lot to be on the crew. They're team. even less rich than they could have been mm-hmm. because of that. Well, anyway, Olivia Jade's back on Instagram. I'm excited and to see where this goes. I know. I'm excited to see if she tries to get back into the influencing game. Is she going to do a more formal apology? Yeah. Or I feel like she can't come. I'm going to now talk about Olivia Jade for 40 minutes, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she can't come back. 100% without doing a YouTuber apology video. No. She but I also feel like, the, yeah, I feel like the tide has turned with like content creators where yes. before like they would do something fucked up and it actually worked out. It can work out infuriating well for people that just ignore them because yeah. they have such devoted followings or like 
they either have very devoted followings or their followings like they don't care. Yeah. It's like a blip for them. Like we're pretty invested in this and it's fun to talk about. But like I feel like that era is over with yes. all the issues lately. Like she has to address it. She, she has can't just move on. It's, exactly. She yeah. honestly probably should have done it right away. But I think so. I'm not her PR manager. So right. Because she won't answer my calls. <laughs> <laughs> should we get into the real news? OK, let's do it. Great. Um, President Trump is in a fight with. All, Baltimore all of it <laughs> just the entire city he hates crab yeah I know I'm like have you been to Baltimore it's really right. nice yeah you can have like a lovely meal by the bay it's brutal yeah, yeah. so he tweeted he unleashed a flurry of yes. disparaging tweets about Baltimore and they came from they were sort of embedded within personal attacks on Representative Elijah Cummings, mm-hmm. who represents a district that includes Baltimore. Yeah, I think it's Maryland 7. Yeah, that I sounds right. Six or seven. seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, Elijah Cummings is a black man. Um, Trump tweeted, no of Baltimore, no human being would want to live there. Okay. It's very dangerous and filthy place. There's mm-hmm. no A or the other. He called it the worst in the USA and claimed it was a rat and rodent infested mess and this was in response to Cummings criticizing conditions at the border which like most Americans with a conscience have done and his argument was sort of like our borders are great compared to Maryland well that's yeah (laughs) I mean that's crazy all the things that he said no human being would want to live there it's a dangerous and filthy place worse than the USA rat and rodent infested I would say that about the the facilities at For the sure. border, not the cities at the border. Right. The facility right. Yeah. at the border. Um, so obviously, you know, people immediately pointed out uh, that this is racist. He's leveled attacks like this on, you know, people of color yeah. in the United States before. So it's no surprise that he would have these opinions about yeah. like a majority yeah. black city. The use of like, and the, this use of, calling somewhere infested yeah is like a real coded thing for him he's done it repeatedly like yes. he told the four congressmen to go back to the broken and crime infested places from which they came yes in 2017 he also attacked john lewis also a black lawmaker a representative from georgia to mm-hmm. make more t- to pay Civil more attention hero, a fact. fucking hero like how <laughs> dare you to go back to his crime infested district um, before he was president he questioned sending resources to ebola infested african countries and we also remember he once called African countries shithole countries. Yes. So this is like a real thing. He uses infested and infestation to to attack minority lawmakers all the time. And it's like, oh, so troubling. Yeah. And there was a really powerful clip going yeah. around about this. Uh, CNN anchor and Baltimore native Victor Blackwell basically gave this sort of emotional on air response talking about. Trump listing what you just listed Trump's various times that he's used the word infested uh, various times he's basically tried to you know connect these places with vermin right Uh, and he said you know he's insulted thousands of people many different types of people but when he tweets about infestation it's about black and brown people and we actually have a clip of sort of the emotional ending to this speech which I think was really powerful the president says about Congressman Cummings district that no human would want to live there. You know who did, Mr. President? I did. From the day I was brought home from the hospital to the day I left for college. And a lot of people I care about still do. There are challenges, no doubt. But people are proud of their community. I don't want to sound self-righteous, but people get up and go to work there. They care for their families there. 
They love their children who pledge allegiance to the flag, just like people who live in districts of congressmen who support you, sir. They are Americans, too. We'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I, I kept seeing that clip going around and I uh, I like I was like, I'll watch it at some point. And then I finally watched it and I was like, oh, it just like yeah. hit me in the heart. Right. Yeah. Right. It's so I mean, we obviously watch a lot of news, but you don't often get that like really personal, mm-hmm. emotional reaction to it. And like, I'll even admit like the. We talk about this a lot, like this presidency, it's something worse every single day mm-hmm. that you forget the worst thing from, you know, the day before. So it's like, especially when it's on a weekend, you're like, oh, OK, he did this again. And you're like, you pay attention to it. You're going about your day. And then you, yeah, seeing yeah. that was like a real gut punch. And like, it made me realize, like, I, as sort like a white suburban person who grew up in like Fairfax County, Virginia, like he's not going to say this stuff about my hometown. I don't know what it's like to have a hometown that is constantly used as this weird example of crime and like, oh, it's a horrible place to constantly have people insinuating that no one would want to live in the place where you grow up and then had to have it come from the president of the United States who is the president of where you live. Like, that's the, this is what we were talking about right before we started podcasting, but it's crazy to me. I'm like, you know, you're the president of Baltimore. Yeah, you represent them. And it it really goes to, it really goes down to like, he does not see places where people of color live to be part of the America that he's the president of. He really only feels like he's the president of people who voted for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would, I would honestly like love to have, there's so many things I would love to have a journalist ask him, but I would like love to be like, are you, well, what responsibility do you bear for how things are, are in American cities? Like, right. Why don't you feel like you, right. You've been president for three years. Do you think these cities have improved? And if so, if not, like why? Yeah. You know, he's the president. Right. So it's just like, ugh. yeah. And then like he fired back at sort of the response being like, this was racist. Yeah. By saying that Cummings is racist. He loves that. Yeah, he loves that. It's like, it's, I'm not racist. You're racist to say I'm racist. And then he also went after um, Nancy Pelosi and her district, which includes (laughs) San Francisco, um, calling it like unrecognizable and gross and terrible, which is like, okay. Yeah. It's unrecognizable because all your friends are buying up all the rental units and no one can afford to live there. Yes. That's all. Yeah. I mean, what does he want it to be like the hate Ashbury district? Right. Again? Yeah, like, yeah. He's like, well, it's really different from the 60s. <laughs> like, I'm like, what are you talking about? I miss keep San Francisco weird. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I would love it if Trump was like lamenting the like end of the hippie era. That yeah. would be interesting. <laughs> that would be an interesting choice. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not 
hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Um, Another thing that's crazy about him saying all this stuff, apart from the fact that it's racist and horrible and all the things, is that it... Jared Kushner owns a number of buildings in Baltimore, all of which, like, so, okay, he owns more than a dozen complexes that have been cited for health code violations, hundreds of health code violations in Baltimore County. Many of those violations include (laughs) mouse infestations, mold problems, and maggots. So, of course, a member of his own family is a slumlord in Baltimore. Like, of course... Actually, part of the problem is his own fucking right, family. Right. Yeah. If you want to say like, wh- how do these issues, the ones that he chose to highlight happen, it's delinquent landlords. Yes. He owns, Kushner's family owns uh, 9,000 rental units across more 17 complexes. They earn 90 million a year from doing that, even though they are riddled with mice, apparently. Tenants have sued repeatedly. Private investigators have found that, has have described the Kushners as some lords. Yep. Yeah. 200 code violations. Most of them like very focused on on the vermin yes there's a huge vermin issue in the kushner building yes and to talk even more about vermin (laughs) in 2018 new york city's health inspection of trump tower grill showed evidence of mice or live mice in and around the kitchen the inspectors categorized the violation as critical they also described conditions as conducive to attracting vermin which I think you can just say Which about Trump they, yeah. <laughs> in general, conducive to attracting yeah. vermin. Vermin certainly. enter here. Yeah. Filthy food prep areas. And like if you live in, not even just if you live in New York, if you live anywhere, you might know that like you have to be kind of gross to not get an A. Like yeah. they let you have a lot of violations. They're like life happens. We get it. Vermin happen. You have to have like a lot of shit wrong to yeah. get that. Like only 22% of food establishments in the five boroughs have the, have mice-related problems. And basically all of his restaurants do. So, like, you have to pay... Because that's not to say only 22% have mice. Because yeah. there's certainly more have, than that. Yeah. You have to have so, so many, many mice. mice. Exactly. To get the violation. Yeah, right. Like, that's... Right. So it's nice. like, you know, they say that, like, every can of jar of peanut butter has, like, a couple fly legs in it. Like, <laughs> this means that the Trump grill is, like, basically... If you had a, a jar of peanut butter and it was like crunchy fly from, legs. from fly legs. Yeah, you're like, this is way too this many is fly way legs. too crunchy. <laughs> and I actually did not know that about peanut butter and fly legs and I'm horrified. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That is horrible. Um, yeah, so it's just like, once again, everything that he says could actually be lobbed at his own I know. self. He's always, he's always holding up a twisted mirror to his own horrific right. situation right he has no sense of like maybe i should like look at my own house before i unleash this yeah because the consequence is like it, do- it doesn't matter no. nobody that supports him is going to be like well i'm racist but that's a little hypocritical so that's where you got me i'm fine yeah. with you insulting and offending people of color but yeah. again i would love to have a journalist be like what about the health code violations yeah. at trump tower and then he'll probably right. be like there aren't any exactly big, right there yeah, aren't like, any that's fake the news, thing is fake it's news. like you always are like oh i wish someone would nail him down and it's like it but matter. it's not like a good question is gonna get him to like right say or do he'd just be like fake i'm gonna the interview's over right like yeah uh, I, whatever get her out of right. here like what <laughs> you know whatever it's you a stupid do. question i saw this morning that he was speaking to 9-11 first responders and said that yes. he 
um, he was like, I was down there. I guess I don't consider myself a first, but I was there. I was there. And then <laughs> I guess lied I don't again consider about, myself yeah. a first responder in that I was not one. Right. But, and um, lied again that he claimed that he saw um, Arab Americans cheering. cheering. Yes. Yeah. So I th- wonder if this, like, after he attacked the four congresswomen, he went up in polls. And I really do wonder if this is completely intentional. I do... I do feel like this is part of his strategy and this is what he does. He finds something to harp on. And I do think that his voting base, the people that he is counting on. Yeah. I do think that they get very animated by this idea that everyone is calling them racist. It's because they're acting racist. Yes. (laughs) But it really, I think, I think he really understands his base and I think he is right to think that things like this really make like that's their bread and butter right. they yeah. love that they're yeah. like you're just gonna call everybody racist now just everybody yeah yeah everybody yeah. who hates black people is racist now and I'm like yeah. okay. right they don't <laughs> deny the beliefs that they have they just no. deny that they correspond to the, the word racism. racism yeah 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 because because their standard for racism at this point is you have to be on video looking directly into yeah. a camera saying the N-word right. to like someone in like someone directly. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have to be like on camera calling someone a black person the N-word for it to re- rise to yeah. the level of racism. Or, or call a racist white person racist. That's yes. racist. Well, that is also racist. Yes, according to the, the standard for being racist against white people, extremely low. low. <laughs> extremely low. Very low. <laughs> like, um, wow. Yeah, well, and also he tweeted this, uh, like he tweeted this on Saturday morning. On Friday evening, a huge news broke, and it was immediate about border funding, and it yes. was immediately taken over by it, this immediately took over the entire news cycle exactly i didn't even remember it until yeah. you brought it up to me today and i was like oh yeah i should put that yeah. in the newsletter um so we should tell you on friday night the supreme court basically handed trump this major victory on the border wall they said that it was okay for him to divert 2.5 billion dollars in pentagon funding to build an extra 100 miles of border wall in california arizona and new mexico yeah um so yeah the liberal judges dissented the conservative judges were for it yeah Um, and this was after um a couple a handful of previous judges had said like no you can't I think it was related to he wanted to like call for a national emergency and that's how he was going to demand this funds that are not traditionally Mm -hmm. given to a president to do that without Congress Um, and the Supreme Court was like you can do it for now and I think there's still like ongoing litigation yeah Um, so then and the the administration was like we're gonna use it for fencing I'm like what happened to the steel slats the wall keeps changing what about the big beautiful wall first it was a big beautiful wall second it was gonna be see-through do you remember oh, right. that there yeah, was, that was supposed to be more humane. Like you could see them begging to yeah, escape there, oppression and violence. I, I was interested in the prospect of a see-through wall yeah. because I personally have not seen it. I don't want there to be one, but I was like, I would let him build just like curious. a prototype just right. so that I could see it. Then it was steel slats. Now it's fencing. Now it's fencing, yeah. Okay. I don't know if fencing is just like they use it because to most people it's more agreeable than the word wall. Yeah. I can't tell. It seems to change often. Yeah. Um, Okay. So then this ruling also came on the same day that Trump signed an agreement with Guatemala that now requires migrants who travel north through Guatemala, which, you know, you pull out your map. That's a fair number of migrants that are 
Guatemala's in the way yeah. there. Um, right? Like, yeah. So people pass through it. Uh, they have to seek asylum there first. Yeah. So now it's like this idea that you have to like prove that you've been trying to seek asylum elsewhere. It's a way of trying to keep people from right, getting to right. us and to trap them and then to um, people who do get to us being like, well, you didn't seek asylum in Guatemala. Right, right. So yeah, this seems to be on top here. of the, the rule that they announced last month that um, you, you, have you just have to seek. Yeah, you have to seek asylum wherever you go first. And yeah. like Guatemala is like, we can't. I'm, I mean, they signed it, but they're like, we can't absorb this. We don't have like and it's I, I read something where um, like the Guatemalan lawmakers and people concerned were like, you see what's happening in America. They actually are like a wealthy nation and yeah. they they can't manage this. Why do you think we can? This is gonna, we don't want to be like America. I know we're we're US. actually actively exacerbating the crisis because now potentially Guatemala is going to get flooded, flooded. with Central American migrants. They're not going to have the resources to deal with what is happening. So what is going to happen to Guatemala? Yeah. Are we now going to have more People who are fleeing from Guatemala because the situation there has gotten so yeah. insane. And then it's like, like we're creating a worse situation because yeah. we refuse. Tr President Trump's strategy refuses to address the underlying causes yeah. of like violence and problems in this area. Mm -hmm. And he's just trying to stop them from coming to the U.S. But he's not actually looking at why. Right. And so it's just like deepening. Yeah. And situation. these areas where like migrants who need to seek asylum accumulate, like it was sort of related to the father and daughter that died last month. They were waiting in an area because they were not allowed to cross a bridge because there were a certain number of people who could seek asylum per day. And those areas where people congregate and have to spend a lot of time like those are not they don't end up being nice places. Like no. people get exploited and taken advantage of and there's a lot of crime in them. So that's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger in the places that are already struggling. Yeah, because people, I mean, first of all, they're already like in a lot of those border areas, there's already a lot of crime and yeah. stuff. It's just kind of a rough area. Yeah. Second of all, now they're influxed with hundreds of thousands of people. Like yeah. how many people are over Not there? Like that. I don't, so many there and so people who were already criminals know that there are all these vulnerable people there mm -hmm. and people who are really vulnerable and don't have anything are driven to probably more criminal activity than they would normally have done because it's like well now right, you're in more desperation mode. Yeah. like now you're in survival mode you've got a kid you're like well i'm gonna steal stuff like you know yeah the aclu so on the border wall the aclu says they're gonna try to get another hearing a little bit sooner to try to keep this from happening. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what happens. He just builds like a little bit of the wall and then he like asks for more money. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah. This was one of the like few times, not the few times, but big cases where the court was like split straight up ideologically. Like yeah. there were a couple like surprises this time of like, you know, RBG being with Kavanaugh or like people split in interesting ways. Yeah. But yeah, this, I think it's pretty telling that this was like right down. Yeah. Right down the it middle. seems like, I don't know. I'm just I'm still trying to get a read on this Supreme Court. I know this is why they're I mean, definitely yeah. conservative, but they're not just blanketly doing everything yeah. that he wants. Right. Right. And it seems like they're kind of like dancing around the margins of big deal things and otherwise totally. avoiding it. And also like but advancing concern like like smaller conservative yes. agenda yes. points like things people aren't paying attention right. to like this. They're like. They're going through, but like bigger on bigger cases, I think this desire to seem impartial kind of overcomes yeah. some of them. Yeah. And they're like, 
like even Brett Kavanaugh will be like, well, I'll show them. Totally. Yeah. I'll show yeah. them that I'm not that angry boy. Yeah. Did you read this weekend? <laughs> something came out that like RBG was just really effusively praised. Well, OK, I, I may, maybe it's not fair to say effusively praising Brett Kavanaugh, but she was like, he's very smart and decent. Yeah. I'm fine with him. And she did say like his. See, I never know what to make of this. His staff of clerks is apparently all women, which is like a first. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting it could be choice. creepy or it could be really forward thinking of him. It could also be that he's like trying well, extra hard. I just had this. <laughs> I just was like accused I, of sexual I, I was just accused of sexual on the national assault, scale. And then I kind of lost my shit in front of everybody. <laughs> and like, I'm here now, but right. I'm probably I'm on thin ice. So like, yeah, totally. So maybe he's like not creepy to them, but also like he hired them with yeah. an ulterior motive. I would imagine. Yeah, that makes sense. But whatever, I guess I, I'm not going to begrudge any women jobs. You know? Of course, yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm not going to begrudge any female lawyers a clerkship at the yeah. Supreme Court or whatever. But right. I side eye his intentions. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last thing he's like, look, I've surrounded myself with beautiful babes, and yet I do nothing. <laughs> 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 Trump attracts vermin. Kavanaugh yeah, attracts Trump, beautiful yes. babes. Yeah. Yeah, Kavanaugh's on the Trump track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um I'm Betch's co-founder Jordana Abraham and this episode is brought to you by Instacart. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us, trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to tea to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash fever dream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Should we get to one more thing? I think first we'll talk about there was some oh, bad right. news out of California yes. last night um, in the town of Gilroy in Northern California. Another mass shooting. Now, a mass shooting can be described as, I think, more than five victims. Mm-hmm. I'll double check that. But one was, how many were killed? Three people were killed, including a six-year-old boy mm-hmm. named Stephen Romero. He was down, dancing in a bounce house when a... Today, they've announced, they believe it was a 19-year-old shooter, mm-hmm. a male shooter. He was killed by police who engaged in gunfire with him. Um, yeah, at this like very popular, very well-attended festival to celebrate garlic yeah i know it's just like is there anything more pure 
than I celebrating know. garlic in a bounce house. Like, like a child bouncing in a bounce house. Yeah. At a festival about enjoying garlic. I know. Like, there's That's nothing not, more pure you're than never, that. Right. And yeah, it just makes you wonder, like, anytime you want to take your children somewhere, it's not safe. Yeah. He got through a metal, he broke through a fence to avoid going through a metal detector, I believe. Right. Yeah, that was another thing. Is like, there was security at this. There were mm-hmm. metal detectors. But it just goes to show, like, until we address the actual underlying cause, which is our gun problem <laughs> and our gun laws... People can break through a fence and, and yeah. hop over. People can smuggle things. Stuff gets missed because yeah. you've got tired security guards who are processing. I think they said of like 60,000 yes. people come to this festival. Yeah. Like, of course someone can sneak in a gun. Of right. course they can. Yeah. Those things can't change the motivation. And um, yeah, and there was like uh, there were like three other shootings last night. Yeah. There was one in Philadelphia. There was one in Brownsville in Brooklyn. Yep. That one really, was bad. really bad. Tons of people hurt. Yeah. yeah. And they keep happening at like very public places yeah populated events which is scary and you know i think at this point we've probably all had that experience of being in a place where you're like shit like someone could really open fire here like oh like, of course th- th- like, anytime you're going to a public gathering now a festival whatever there is something in the back of your mind a movie it's opening the first weekend. Thing you think. yeah you, there is something in the back of your mind that's like it could be today totally it could I'm, be yeah here. i'm sure everyone has something this but like i went to a movie with the kid i babysit the other day and the fire alarm went off and i my first thought was not there's a fire yeah my first thought was like they need us out of here because somebody has a gun yeah yeah i mean it's it's really it's horrible yeah. these people should have been able to have just fun at the garlic festival right. like i don't Ugh. Uh, well okay hopefully the democrats address this yes. on the debate stage this week so this is our one more thing the second set of democratic debate debates are already here the first mm-hmm. was about a month ago Everyone who participated in the first will participate in the second, with the exception of Eric Swalwell, because he dropped out. So um, Montana Governor Steve Bullock will take his place. It's, yeah. You won't notice the difference. I, I, I'm genuinely shocked that more people did not drop out before this Me too. Debate. Yeah. Eric, hats off to Eric Swalwell for being the one person who's like, you know what, I'm not going to take any more time. Yeah. And honestly, I'm sure Montana Governor Steve Bullock is a nice person, but like, right. you're not... You're not in this race, dude. You no. weren't in the first debate. You're polling at less than 1%. Right. You're not We don't get know it. anything about his platform that's like cool. Like I liked Swalwell because his was 100% gun control. Yeah. And he spent a lot of the first debate like he really went after Mayor Pete like about about the shooting that happened there and why he hadn't fired certain like members of law enforcement. And yeah. like he did for the time he was running, he was constantly talking about gun control and like he might have moved everybody over a little bit on that and brought it in. But like, I don't know what Steve Bullock's talking about. Jay Inslee is talking about climate. He's not yeah. going to win, but I'm still happy to have him I'd on there. I'd rather have a generic yes. white guy who's not going to win that has like a thing yes. that he's doing right. than just this random guy, which maybe he has a thing, but I don't. He definitely has If we don't know it, then exactly. it's not. Yeah. I'm following this race. I don't know it. And it's just... It's just annoying to me because I feel like it's almost entirely these like random generic white guy governor candidates who are all just taking up space on this debate floor, knowing that they are not going to win, detracting from the candidates who could win and just in general, like prevent like, really preventing the race from getting serious for long yeah because yeah. now we have another debate with 20 people where everybody's gonna say one sentence right and maybe one person will have a big moment but we're not really gonna get into no. anything because we have 20, 20 people. people yeah over two nights yeah it's nuts like i want to see the people who have a little bit who 
the people who are above one percent. Yeah, you are, I want to yeah. see them talk to each other. Yeah. And yeah, it'll be a delight to have Marianne Williamson up there. But I don't need. The, we're we're, yeah. we're running a real race, and it's really important. And a lot of stuff is happening, and like it's really important that we beat Donald Trump. And I don't need this, whatever this is. Right. Yeah. I think that tonight will them they'll really or excuse me tomorrow they'll really be peacocking because the next debate in September. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad there aren't August ones. Yeah. Um, are going to be really whittled down because of requirements. Like they basically have to have like twice as many donors and twice as much polling. Yeah. Um, I think I read somewhere there's only space for ten people. The only ones that have qualified are Biden, Sanders, Warren, Harris, uh, Buttigieg. O'Rourke, oh, that's surprising. And mm-hmm. Senator Cory Booker just passed it. O'Rourke does have a lot of donors. Yeah, like that's people, true. If it's all donor-based, I it feel is. like he does have a lot of right. support yeah. on that. Like Julian Castro has tons of like individual donors and like small. We t- we talked about this uh, on the podcast that came out over the weekend mm-hmm. with uh, Marissa Cabus about like, you know, fundraising means so many different things. And yeah. like you'd be surprised to look at when you look at by category and types of money and quantities. Like there, there are more surprises than just like this person won. Um, but it's in Detroit. CNN anchors will be hosting it. Dana Bash, Don Lemon, and Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper is <laughs> a daddy. I love <laughs> him. Jake, I love Jake Tapper. I know, Honestly, I'm excited. I am happy that I I did not want to see Chuck Todd doing that again. No. Uh, no. And it is interesting. So night one, we've got Marianne. Yeah. John Delaney, John Hickenlooper, uh, Tim Ryan. Ryan. Tim. I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> My friend Ryan's gonna be up there. Like, yeah, and then uh, then we got Ryan. I'm just like, who is that? which one's Ryan? Uh, Steve Bullock, Amy Klobuchar, Peter O'Rourke, Buttigieg, Warren, and Sanders. Which will be interesting to see Warren and Sanders up there. Yeah, and I wonder what they'll do. I feel yeah. like they're gonna hold off on directly coming for each other. Yeah, I guess it depends on like the questions. Yeah. Like they'll certainly be asked about like their student loan things, which are pretty similar, and their healthcare yeah. views, which are pretty similar. Like they're sort of faced. But I feel like Sanders is kind of like burned out. Yeah, and the, in the times times in the past where he's tried to directly criticize Elizabeth Warren, I think it's kind of backfired on him. Totally. And people have, like he hasn't found a way to do it yet. Yeah. I think that is effective. And I also think that Elizabeth Warren also doesn't want to to alienate the Sanders her. people yeah, that's because she needs them eventually. So she's not going to come too hard for Sanders either because yeah. one Bernie Sanders popular like she she's obviously I'm not saying like taking a lot of his ideas but they're very similar on a lot yes. of policies. So it's like how much can you come yeah, to him? Yeah. She always had them. He just sort of introduced them to the public first. Yeah. And both of them are counting on their people. They need to get those yes, other person's exactly. people. So it's like you don't want to insult them that badly. Yeah. Yeah. And then Harris... Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and Cory Booker on the same night. Um, both Harris and Booker have confronted Biden about his history on criminal justice. Yeah. Um, and they've he, been like yeah. fighting in the interim. Yes. Yes. And they like Biden has since released like a criminal justice plan. And I was reading that his strategy is really just to be like forward looking. Like this is what I let's not talk about what I've done. Let's mm-hmm. talk about what I will do. Mm-hmm. So he might try to pull that. But I'm interested to see how they how they go for him. Yeah. It'll be interesting because Biden I think is definitely coming a little more prepared. He got yeah. he got slapped around yeah. in the first one. I don't think that he's going to let people slap him around again as easily. Yeah. So we shall see. Yeah. And so we're going to, we'll be live tweeting all yes. of that stuff. But we're also, last time, so many of you guys asked us for a drinking game. Yes. <laughs> which that is very on brand. I know. We um, had abdicated that duty initially. Right, right. Well, because <laughs> we were like, people don't actually want to get like, bombed on yeah. a Tuesday and Wednesday mm-hmm. like so we're gonna do an alternative you can drink but we're calling the the game drink or donate yeah so we'll have a list of like 15 things we'll see we're still refining it 
um, mm-hmm. where you'll drink if you hear those things. Or you can donate one to five dollars to a charity of your choice. We'll put some on our Instagram that you can swipe up and easily access. We're looking. If you actually know any charities that take Venmo, send us a message because that's obviously I feel like that's the easier it is for people. The most likely they are to do it. Yeah. Um, and again, we'll be put we'll be posting these rules yeah. so you'll be able to play along with us. We're at Betches underscore sup on Insta and Twitter. If you aren't already following us, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Take screenshots of like your donation. I'm going to do all of mine at the end, like keep a tally. Yeah. And then, you know, donate rather than doing like twenty one dollar. Yes, exactly. That's that is smart. Yeah. So that's our that's our accommodating your your request for a drinking game. Yes, and you can do it anyway. You could drink and donate on the same one. Yes, if you're like, oh, this yeah, I want I want to drink for you could be for Pete Dead's folksy term, but I want to donate for yeah. It's up to you. Yeah. So we'll be playing drink or donate throughout the debate. Yes. Please join us. Uh, and don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Please. Then and we can get us. cool candidates to come on. Right? Exactly. The cool we we've got a lot of amazing guests on yes. our bonus episodes. You guys know Not that. But we could get even more amazing guests. The real the real people you want to hear from if you do rate and review this podcast. Please. Please. All right, guys, until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Amanda Duberman. And this is a Betches Sup Podcast. Batches.